0: Butler Butler turns, fires, it's good! As the shot clock expires, Jimmy Butler! And it's a six-point lead. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host, bringing at you this Tuesday. Man, the NBA is already two weeks into this regular season, and I'm loving it. I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like every night there's some exciting news. There's some controversial news. There's some fun players to watch. There's some Kyrie stuff to break down and be like, "He said what?" No, seriously, I am I'm loving this basketball season, and as a card collector and investor and maybe that's why you're here. You came here you're interested in basketball cards, you're interested in sports cards. Some of us as collectors because there's players that you like or sets or it's part of like connecting with your childhood or maybe your kids are doing it. I don't know. I don't know why you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'll just say that. So glad you're listening to this show, Hoops and Cards. We've been around for at least a year and a half now. I lose track, you guys. But uh collectors and investors. In fact, today we're going to do one of those episodes Uh, basketball cards, one Oh one. These are some of our foundational, the basics of basketball card collecting and investing. If you want to scroll back in on some of our previous episodes, we talked about things like how to buy cards, how to sell cards. What are the different brands of cards, different approaches to collecting and, uh, you know, tracking, keeping track of your cards, taking good care of your cards, grading, getting those graded at PSA, and guys, I just have to tell you, after this past weekend's card show, uh, I picked up a bunch of cards. You can check them out on at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. I posted some pictures, not all of them, but I posted some of the cards I feel like I got some good deals on, and maybe you get a flavor of what kind of cards I'm looking to grade. Cards that may be raw, ungraded for less than $100, certainly Less than $50 most of the time. But if they get a PSA 10, come on, PSA 10. So uh, a friend of mine and I, we are submitting 25 cards on that $18, uh, you know, bulk submission rate for PSA. So I'm crossing my fingers, saying my prayers, eating my vitamins, you know, like a good Hulkamaniac would, hoping for some PSA 10s to get back. But but yeah, guys, Hoops and Cards, we are part of the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. And uh, I'm just excited to we've had so many new listeners over the last 2 weeks. I don't know if that's the the new NBA season kicking in or some people coming over and be like I want to I want to get into basketball cards so they jump on on their Apple podcast app or on your Spotify app and they're searching for, you know, it used to be you could search for basketball cards and we would be one of the most frequent answers in that search or options that pops up. I don't know what you call it, like search results. I don't I'm not like Mr. Google man over here, but Now, if you just search sports cards, you're going to find us, which is great. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Love to hear where you are listening from. That's one of my favorite things. In fact, if you would send me an Instagram direct message, at hoopsandcards, tell me where you're listening from. If you started listening in the last two weeks, we've had an uptick. We've had a, a surge, if you will, in listeners, and it's been great to have so many of you message me. But if you have yet to message me and you started listening in the last two weeks at hoops and cards, message me where you're listening from. I'll send you a free basketball card. I've got, I've got a bunch that I want to send to you guys. I got, I just, I, I don't want to say I hit the jackpot. I, I just got a lot of good cards at the, the dollar box and the $2 box this past weekend. And some of you guys had sent in some suggestions for the dollar box digging or dollar box diving, whatever it is. Um, One of the things that that worked out so well was knowing the first table or two that I needed to go to and sit down at the table. Talk about and label all the things you claim to be untrue. Like, I I just love quoting Hootie and the Blowfish randomly. No, I sat down at the right tables, digging through the $2 and the $3 box. And, of course, the longer you sit there, you'll hear some things like this. Hey, actually, the $2 box is uh, $1.50. I'm like, what? Did, did he just say that out loud? Actually, those three dollar boxes, they're the those cards are like three for five dollars. You know that these guys are there at the show because they want to sell stuff, right? So I'm I'm like, I got some great deals on cards. I got some that I'm gonna keep to add to my stack of Pascal Siakams. That's a growing stack, if you know what I'm saying. He's playing great basketball. In fact, in this episode, we're gonna talk about six strategies for investors. For investors, but there are just players that I want to collect that I enjoy watching. I don't know about you, but having their cards and seeing some of the photos and seeing some of the quality of today's cards, you know, um helps me feel like a better fan. Like I just enjoy collecting these cards. So, I mean, I could talk at the card show about some deals that I got about the Luka Doncic rookie that may or may not grade. Well, I don't know. Jalen Green pink cracked dice. I think Jalen Green is one of the bright shining scoring stars from that draft class of last year. So I'm going to send that one in to be graded. But you know, you guys, I couldn't, I couldn't help it when there was a deal involving a Anfernee Simons autographed uh, contenders card. It was, it wasn't even his rookie card, you guys, but it was numbered to 199. It was an autograph and it was like less than $20. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you Portland people know what I'm talking about. Anthony Simons, just watch him the next four to six games, people. I, I know everybody has an off night, right, Karis? Oh, my gosh, Karis LeVert, one night he had 41. The next game, two days later, he had a point, one point. And you could say, dude, he's averaging 21 a game. Like, I know the math. It's like It's like feast or famine. It's like. Hot or cold, you know, but anywho, uh yeah, at the card show, so I picked up some cards just because I enjoy those players, got some nice LeBron James um optic inserts, I got what's his cheese Desmond Bain, who by the way, Desmond Bain is awake and attacking right now, he is scoring like just gangbusters, love that guy as a collector and an investor. In fact, like in building off the last few episodes, before I get into the one one stuff here, I just want you to know, like I have a dry erase board in my office here and I wrote down four names of players that I am looking at and I'm saying, you know what, Gary, that's my name, Gary, Gare, G-Money, Gare man the Gare-Man, that's what Mert used to call me, the Gare-Man, I kind of like it, but um, thanks Mert, but anyway, the four names I've got on my dry erase board are Ja Morant. Obviously. Donovan Mitchell, he is on fire. I mean, the guy must have really wanted out of Utah because he's playing like Michael Jordan. He's playing like Luka Doncic. Look at his stats. De- Donovan Mitchell is clutch, taking games to overtime and winning on behalf of the Cavaliers. Absolutely love it. Donovan Mitchell. But I'm like, I don't have any great Donovan Mitchell cards. And I think his cards are on the way up. I only know that because I put several in my watch list two days ago and they're all gone. People be buying Donnie Mitchie's, all right? They, they're buying spiders like it's arachna. Well, it's not arachnophobia. It's arachna. Anyway, philia. I, I don't even know. Like, they, they want they want the spiders is what I'm saying. They, so they're buying the Donovan Mitchells. I got to move on quickly. Desmond Bain, that's the third name, and Jalen Brown. Jay Beasy, man, I mean, I could have put Jalen Brunson, but I picked the good player. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson's good. Jalen Brown is awesome. And, uh, those are four guys. I'm like, I don't have a really good card of any of those four. So I'm looking at Donovan Mitchell. In fact, if you have a Donovan Mitchell silver prism or an autographed Donovan Mitchell card that you just want to say, Gary, you know what? Um, I appreciate your show so much. I want to just send you a Donovan Mitchell silver prism rookie. Um, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it be funny if I just used my podcast to get free cards? Um, I'm only saying that because one of you, thanks Pete, uh, one of our one of our like longtime listeners sent me. We did this for each other. We sent each other like a an envelope full of cards we like to collect. And I, I was like watching Instagram, and I saw he posted a cheap but really cool looking Chris Middleton card. Chris with the K. Chris Middleton is good. Get used to me saying it. Uh, and I'm like, dude, how much? How much was that card? And I'm like, knowing I know it's like 38 cents or less, you know, but. IPC. I personally collect Chris Middleton's. So Pete decided I'll just send it to you and I'll throw in a bunch of other cards. I'm like, well, who do you like? Hopefully Pete, I sent you enough good cards to uh, make up for what you sent me, which was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, No, it wasn't a Donovan Mitchell silver PSA 10 for some of you guys listening. But, but my point is I got four guys I'm looking at this, this week really that are standing out. John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Desmond Bain, Jalen Brown, And as a Cavalier fan, Donovan Mitchell. But please take a listen if you're wondering which players to jump in and invest. And uh, players that early on in the season, everybody's going after. It'd be that list. And, you know, you could throw Giannis on there. You could throw Anthony Edwards on there. Probably want to throw... Oh, what's that guy's name? Luka Doncic on there. Zion had a good game last night. Uh, That's the fun, guys, of the NBA season. So... Here we are. And at the same time, there there are enough investors, there's enough money sitting on the sidelines, right? They're in the second row behind the, you know, they're they're staring at DeAndre Jordan's back. They're like not even courtside seats. They're they're not in on the basketball card game just yet. Do you know why? Because for them, it's still pro football season. And they're like, do I buy Jalen Hurts? Do I sell Jalen Hurts? Do I buy Bailey Zappi? And I'm like, who cares? John ja Morant's playing. Like, like get with it. They're they're looking at. Did you hear what the Phillies did last night? I'm like, no. Tyrese Maxey had 44. I don't care what the Phillies did. I'm just. This is a basketball card podcast, so that's that's what I'm. I'm not going to make any. Uh, you know, apologies for it. This is a place to turn in, tune in, and say, hey, um, what autograph rookie cards might be a good deal while half of the market is still watching baseball, soccer, and American football. That The reality is, in previous seasons, the basketball card market doesn't pick up real well until January. This is the market overall. You might have players that are superstars like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and now John ja Morant. Like guys that are, you know, as people trickle back into the basketball card market, Maybe that's you. You're like, you know what? I need to listen to me. Some uh, basketball card podcast because I'm tired of hearing about Mickey Mantle and F1 and Pokemon and, you know, all these things. Shout out to all of you general, general, gener- generic sports card podcasts for never talking about basketball. Um, now, some of you do it and do it really well. I just want to do it all the time. Like I want to talk to an audience that knows who Keldon Johnson is because they bought him three months ago and now he's averaging twenty five a night. And some people are going, "Ooh, Keldon Johnson's good." I'm like, "Yeah, Keldon's good. He's really good." And maybe you want to do that with whatever your hometown team is. You're like, "Hey, uh, I know who Alperin Shangoon is. You know who Trey Murphy is." I almost said Trey Mufi. That's when you know it's time for a break. When I'm like. Hey, Trey muffy is a guy you want to pick up on. Yeah, you want to get some Trey Mufis and some Alperin Schengens. Not like, it is time for a break. And after this break, we'll go over six. This is the Basketball Card 101 episode, right? So I got to get you to the 101. Let's go to the six types of investors. Which one are you? We'll find out after the break. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Lose the race. Mm Nobody going to ask why? Somebody going to say why? I don't know why. He ran out of juice. All right. Welcome back to Hoops and Cards, you guys. It is great to be with you again. This is Gary, your host, and I want to give a couple of shout-outs First off, I want to thank all the fifth and sixth graders from Mrs. Neal's, gifted learning super student. You guys rock. Uh, It's exciting to uh, look forward to Thursday with you and my man, Caleb. So shout out to all of y'all. Also want to thank Paul at knowoffseason.com for having me as a featured guest on basketball for his sports card strategy show. So if you want to listen to any of the basketball episodes, you guys really on YouTube or the podcast there at Sports Card Strategy Show. That's me and Paul Riffin talking about buys and opportunities and developments in the NBA basketball card market. And it was a lot of fun doing that uh, last Thursday. So check that out. Thank you, Paul. And uh, I did have one of our listeners, actually several listeners I wanted to thank, Ryan from Australia. Ryan, you rock. Thank you for sending in questions like this. All right. He says, Thanks for getting back with me, Gary, no card shops near me. No card shows. I live on a tiny tiny island. I'd be interested to hear your views, what you think will be sought after in say, five years' time. Personally, I think the amount of cards being printed now is obviously far more than before with pop counts of players like Ja compared to years past. It would make most people think it's a bubble that is about to bur- that's gonna burst. But we take those number and compare those to years past. but it seems like people in the hobby don't don't take into account the fact that the hobby is growing. And if the amount of the people in the hobby doubles, so does the demand. Exactly. Current print runs and parallels are growing, but so are the consumers. It's a question nobody has the actual answer, but I would love your take on it. So, yeah, Ryan, first of all, great to hear from you. Thanks for listening from that tiny island up north, wherever that is. Um, I'm just glad you guys get podcasts up there. I wish that someday we could have a card show and a um, just a big beach party. Sounds good. But anyhow... Don't get sand on my Desmond Baines while we're doing that. Any, my point is, yeah, he's asking a good question. You guys, what is going to be valuable in five years? And observing about the market that some people say, man, there's, there's too many cards that are made or too many are graded. Absolutely. But the, he's right. The demand is high. The demand is maybe higher than ever for a lot of these cards and big name players. And, you know, man, Zion has one good game and a bunch of cards start selling on eBay. So, so yeah. And Ryan has already heard my answer, but I want to share this with you because uh, he's right. We can't. Nobody can answer. And again, unless you hopped in your DeLorean with Doc Emmett Brown and you went to the future and saw all the five year deals that you know you can come back and invest in. But no, I I look back five years ago. I look back to twenty seventeen. I look back five years before that to twenty twelve, and say. What cards do we wish we had invested in back then? And as far as players go, I I think there's no doubt when it comes to basketball, you would first think of Michael Jordan. You would think of LeBron James in 2012. You would think of some of the all-time greats, maybe Kobe Bryant, maybe Magic Johnson. But uh, 2012, you'd be thinking about the autograph cards, the, the, the rare limited cards of those goats, those greatest of all times, right? In 2017, you might be thinking, uh, "Yeah, same same answer." Jordan, LeBron, maybe Steph Curry, because that was the beginning of a run for Golden State championship appearances too. Absolutely, you know. Um, but it was also when we started to see a kid named Giannis Antetokounmpo break out. And so, as I look forward to now, here we are in 2022, saying, "What things could we say in five years?" will we wish we had invested in player wise definitely Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Thing is everybody's felt that way for for 10 years and certainly the last 3 years with the market boom people want to get goats. They want to get player then and basically the the question comes up nowadays well yeah, who's the next? Who's the next guy to go on a MVP run? Uh Jason Tatum? Is it Luka Doncic? Is it Giannis? Is it John Morant? I'll say this, Giannis looks like the leader in the clubhouse as far as what players will wish we had bought more of. John Morant looks incredible. But this is also a question about what kinds of cards, right? I would say numbered cards. I'd say quality cards like National Treasures, Immaculate, Impeccable. Those cards that are numbered and rare. Those cards with autographs and game-worn. I mean, think about getting game-worn patches or jersey cards cutouts of players like LeBron James or like Kobe Bryant? Absolutely. And in fact, moving forward, as Fanatics has bought out all the sports licenses, they bought out tops. Did they buy Panini? Did they not buy Panini? I almost said, would you like a Panini? <laughs> like, uh, they're going to print a ton of cards and make them available at at stadiums and just all over the place. So the future cards, I think, will be even more highly produced, or there'll be more options of them like NFTs and digital cards and all that stuff. So I'm I'm saying, yeah, right now is a great time to continue buying goats and the guys who look like the best players of this next decade. So that's a short list, but it is more than one player. Tatum, Luca, Giannis, Steph Curry still, LeBron James, Ja Morant, Anthony Edwards. A lot of people think we'll get there. LaMelo Ball. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, great question, Ryan. Thank you so much. Guys, let me get to... The six types of investors. So maybe you're like, yeah, over these next five years, I whether you're brand new to this thing, basketball card investing or you've been around for a while and you're just like, look, I need a focus here or I need some some uh, different strategies. I want to shake things up. Maybe you want to try more than one of these options, but I've got six. All right, six. And these are strategies that you can use online or you can use in person where you're at a shop or where you're at a show. But, but strategy number one, this is the flipper. This is the short term. I'm going to buy this card with the intent to sell it right away. Sometimes that can happen within five minutes. Somebody buys a card at one table at a show, walks across the hall, walks across the, the room, and sells it at a 20% profit. That happens all the time, people. It's a thing. Flippers are real, and it's better to do in person. Why? You don't have to pay shipping costs. You don't have to pay like eBay fees or PayPal fees or vaulting fees. Like You just buy it at one table. And sometimes that that helps to know a lot of people at your show or know a lot of people who want those cards. Maybe you've got a friend who just absolutely loves Darius Garland cards. And so you make a lower offer on one guy's Garland, buy it, walk across the room or pick up your phone and call Larry and say "Larry, hey, um I got this garland, you know, silver PSA 10. What, you know, are you interested?" And Larry's like, "Yeah, um you can flip. You can buy right then thinking, "Hey, I have a I have a seller in mind for this." So the flipper, it is a strategy, but you've got to know your buyers before you do <laughs> commit to giving away your own cash. So that's, that's a short term strategy. Uh, sometimes, uh, as a flipper, I will buy because there's such a ridiculous deal on eBay or on a buy it now offer that I send a guy. Like, I just, I'll tell you this one. I bought a Brandon Ingram PSA 10 rookie prism card, PSA 10, right? Knowing because of market movers that the range on that card was between, like, lately, between $70 and $120. That's a big range. So I found several that were best offer, you know, $100 or best offer. I offered a guy 50 bucks, uh, basically assuming he's going to decline it or laugh at me or like start his own podcast about don't do low offers and insult people, you know. Um, but hey, it's it's my money and he doesn't know me from my anonymous eBay name. So I made an offer and uh, he countered at he came, I think he came down all the way to 80, maybe 75. And I was like, all right, maybe we'll play some ball here. You know, maybe, we, maybe we're going to have this conversation. This is, this is actually going to happen. So I, I countered at 60 and he accepted. And so what you have is Gary, me, I, I, Gary, Garance, G money, the gear man. I, I bought a Brandon Ingram for 60 bucks. If I'm a flipper, I'm listing that tomorrow for $99 or best offer. Somebody offers me 80 and it's gone. I just went from 60 to 80. Hello. Somebody do the math and tell me I made 33% profit minus whatever transaction fees, you know, or shipping. The thing with eBay though is you got to pay shipping. If you're flipping in person, you don't have to pay eBay a cent. Sometimes you can do the vaulting thing and save some money, but do you understand my point? Knowing the range of what a card is valued at means you can you can schedule your flip in advance and say Hey, this card is bought and sold frequently. Here's the range over the last two weeks. Here's what's going on in this guy's life. Now, I didn't know Brandon Ingram was going to get her in a, cushion, can get in a cushion protocol. So he may be out for another four or five games. I may not flip it yet. But that's a strategy. That's a thing. Are you a flipper? Sometimes it makes a lot of sense to do that. Number two, the prospector. The prospector, those of us that know basketball, maybe watch college basketball or high school and you know who... Eamon Thompson is and you know who Mikey Williams is and you know you're buying out the tops chrome you know overtime elite cards I don't know like prospectors look at players before they've truly developed I think you get this and instead of like lurking around the tables with all the 86 Fleer Olajuwon Barkley Pippen 88 rookies the prospectors are going you know what I'm noticing this guy uh Ben Matherin, I'm noticing Keegan Murray. I'm 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 checking out Io Desunmu, I know who Trey Murphy the third is. These guys are watching. Uh, maybe they maybe you got NBA League Pass, right? Or you're the, you're the guys watching the waiver wire in your fantasy basketball league, or you're looking at what National Treasures RPAs—that's rookie patch autos—might actually be affordable still, under fifty bucks. Santi Aldama, there's a prospecting buy right there. A prospector says, I want to buy low. I want to get those guys out of the dollar box. I want to walk through and say, you know, I'm never going to find a Cade Cunningham silver in the dollar box, but a Dayron Sharp, right? Maybe you'll find a Keldon Johnson base rookie in the dollar box. You are, you're just looking for prospects and you're saying, like I was this past week, a lot of guys don't know that Devin Vassell is really good at basketball. There are certain players that. Basically, if you are one of the early buyers on prospects, on young players, there's definitely a chance to make some money. Like a lot of people did, myself included, on Darius Garland. A lot of people did, myself included, on Tyrese Maxey. Who is your prospect? And that's that's fun. If you don't love prospecting, um, that's fine. You don't I would say don't get into it then. Don't do it just because your friend Billy said Chris Duarte is the guy to get. Um, yeah, if you like buying the fifth option off the bench in Indiana, he's your guy to get. Go for it. But you need to know who Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, Ben Matherin, and Tyrese Halliburton are. There are four better options for you than Chris Duarte. And and I'm not saying Duarte doesn't have upside. I'm, I just want to say how many times I can say his last name and how different I can make it sound. If you don't enjoy prospecting, don't do it. It's a strategy, though, for those of us that love finding the diamonds in the rough. And sometimes you're going to find a... An egg in the rough, too. Like, I I keep waiting for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. It ain't happening, right? And every third game, Cameron Johnson has a has a good game. And I'm like, hey, maybe. And then, like, the next four games, like, no, this guy ain't it. If he is it, he's like 27, so it's too late. Cam Johnson, you're out of here, buddy. Uh, so there's the flipper. There's the prospector. Then there's the market timer, the guy or girl that says, you know what? Buy in the off season, sell during the season. Buy in November, sell at the All Star break. Buy in March, sell in May at the playoffs. The seasonal investor. I think we've gone over that when we've talked about the NBA calendar in previous years. But it's just basically saying, look, this person gets out their calendar. They get out their their pro their I said their, their procreator their protractor. They get out their Microsoft Outlook and they buy a Ja Morant card in August and they say. All right, I'm holding that card. They're buying safe. They're buying a PSA 10 rookie, you know, optic blue velocity or something. And they like put a note on on our Microsoft Outlook or put a note in my Google Calendar reminder: sell that John ja Morant in late November or sell that John ja Morant in early you know mid January. These people like strategize. They time the market. I think that's a great plan to go with if you know the ebbs and flows of the NBA season. Now, one of the risks of being the market timer is you don't get to time when he tears his ACL. Please, Jaw, do not tear your ACL. You don't get to time when Brandon Ingram goes into concussion protocol or when Kawhi Leonard sits again or not. like, Or or Zion falls on his, what was it, like his rear hip? They mean his butt, but they said rear hip injury. Like, okay, that's the thing you can't time. So maybe there's some some better ways to do this just timing with the off-season and return, or buying during his injury and selling when he's back. That's a good one. So leverage those injuries as part of the market timing. Uh, Investor number four, that's the estate planner. This is the retirement guy. This is your Charles Schwab in the room. This is your Vanguard portfolio guy who's going, you know what, I'm going to buy that 2009 James Harden rookie PSA 10 and hold on to it for 15 years. And when he's in the Hall of Fame, like, You're thinking long-term, and uh, there's some value in that. Certainly, if it's a card that you're going to enjoy having, then then I'm all for it. Or maybe you can look at it and say, hey, Gary's going to give me six strategies. I'm going to buy six of the same card and use each one of these six strategies and see how it turns out. So maybe you're going to buy six James Harden rookies. One that you're going to flip, one that you're going to say maybe it's a Hall of Fame prospector. one you're going to buy out of season and then sell when he's. Which James Harden are we getting this season, you guys? I, I don't know. Like one game, it's like James Harden. And the next game is like, Jim, dude, no, no, just stop dribbling. Give the ball to Tyrese. Give the ball to Tobias and get out the way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number five, the gambler on a warm summer's evening. On a train bound to nowhere. Some people just love the risk. They love buying the risk. They love buying wax and ripping it, hoping that they're going to get a Cade Cunningham autograph card. They love the thrill of the chase. And so you know what? Uh, when he's down, when he's hurt, they're buy- they're the ones buying the Zion rookie patch autos. Maybe you love that because high risk can mean high reward. It really can if you're buying hobby boxes. Or if you're buying high-end stuff like the boxes of National Treasures. But there's a gambler. That is a risky strategy. I think it's risky to buy players that are coming back from injury. Like, as much as I'm happy that Michael Porter Jr. is coming back and he's shooting and he's making threes, like, good for him, good for Denver. I'm not buying yet. Like, risky. Like Kyrie Irving, you know, what are you doing? He's trying to get himself traded again. Obviously, the way he's talking, the way he's acting, and and getting in arguments with reporters about different things. Like, like, dude, I'm it's just too risky. I'm not buying. I I was almost ready to buy a Damian Lillard rookie because he started the season on fire, but now he's out for two weeks. I'm like, eh, maybe I should be buying. I don't know. But that's just knowing myself well as an investor. I'm not the gambler. If I am a gambler, it's like with 2% of my, you know, what I've got. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'll take a flyer on that Trey Murphy silver. Like I'll, I'll gamble on something that, but not with a lot of, of what I'm, what I'm here to invest. So that's another thing though. Number six is the dealer. The dealer, not the whaler. The dealer, the dealer. This is you, Brett. This is you, John Lynch. This is you, Fred. This is you, Keith. This is you that are thinking about this as a business. You, you are evaluating every decision. Sometimes it's flip. Sometimes it's long term. Sometimes it's in season. Sometimes it's sell it all, baby. Like you, you are basically. Uh, this is almost like uh, the most flexible place to be. Is that you're thinking about this as a business? And so you're constantly doing some research. Maybe that's market movers. Maybe that's nooffseason.com. Like you're thinking it through and saying, hey, if I can take a profit now and the market looks uncertain, I'm going to take a profit now. Or man, if I take profit now, but eh, just hang on a little bit more for the all-star break. Okay, I can do that. You got to just decide what's best for you. That's the dealer. That's the business side of things. And. The only way to really learn that stuff is by number one, trial and error, doing it yourself. Number two, picking the brains of others that are further down the road. That's why we have a podcast. And uh, we've interviewed several dealers and it's fun to get inside the, the mind of these guys that they're constantly evaluating, buying and selling opportunities. And so their breadth of experience is like a thousand times whatever yours or mine is. But there's a lot to learn from them. and And by the way, some of them, this is their, this is their full-time job, so they have to view this differently from all of us. Sometimes it's, you know, they're not messing around with what do I collect? What do I like? What parallel color? Oh, I look, look at that color match. Wow, I'm glad he's wearing the blue uniform. Like, they don't care. It's an asset that they buy and sell, and they think about profit. They think about opportunities. Sometimes they'll sell at a loss because they're continuing a relationship with a customer that takes good care of them and buys a lot of wax. Like, hey, think about it as a business. So the six, these are six. You guys could probably think of three more. Give me some, send me some. Like email me at um, gary at hoopsandcards.com. Email me and say, yeah, hey, you forgot this strategy or what about this? Maybe you'll make up some other names, but I gave you the flipper, the prospector, the market timer, the estate planner. That's Charles Schwab, Chucky, Chucky Brown, the gambler, risky wax ripper and the dealer. Those are the six I came up with. Maybe you've got several more. Maybe there's the podcaster who just likes to talk about all of them and make comments. Whoa, that's what I love to do. And you guys are here for it. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, I mentioned that in all of those things, you can research the value of cards, past, present, and future. I've been using market movers that helped me with my Brandon Ingram. That's helping me with some John ja Morant stuff. And, um, so, yeah, if you go to sportscardinvestor.com and want to get in on Market Movers, use our promo code, please. That promo code, dude, you know what it is. It's Hoops and Cards. Hoops and Cards gets you a, a, the first month for a dollar. That That's just crazy. It's great to do the research and know what I'm getting into because, like, with all those strategies, I would say, uh, before you buy, think about the various times and ways you might sell. I I... I like to buy on impulse sometimes, but my better moments as an investor, my more profitable moments are when I'm saying, I'm buying because I know what I'm going to do with that card. I'm going to send it to PSA, and even if it gets an eight, I'm happy with the new value. Or I'm just going to buy it, I'm going to hold on to it for three weeks, everybody's going to see that Anthony Simons is a superstar, and then I'm going to resell it, I think. Or then I might just be like, no he actually is a superstar crap. I don't know what to do with this card. Maybe I should keep it another ten years. I don't know like there's that internal voice, right? Call me because uh, we're in the same boat. Message me at hoops and cards on Instagram again, this is I'm Gary, your host. love for you guys if you want to join our community, hoops plus is a great way to do that gets you more content throughout the 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 uh, other podcasts that we do and newsletters prizes hoops plus check out anchor.fm hoops and cards or sorry anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe that's a great way to support our show anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe uh guys it's been great to be with you i gotta go i get to watch the browns lose to the bengals uh they'll they'll probably create some incredible new way to lose and i'll just be like who cares i'm watching the sixers stats and buying stuff on ebay because there's uh, yeah. There's so much going on in the NBA season. I'm thrilled to share it with you. Again, guys, give me a shout-out. Let me know about your deals, your questions, your feedback, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. And I uh, hope you have an awesome week, and we will see you in a couple days. Peace. So why don't you make like a tree? Get out of here.